Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Familypreneur podcast. I have to admit that things got really crazy for me for a while. So this is the first podcast I have recorded and produced since we embarked on a year-long RVing road trip. So there were some additions, some episodes that dropped in um, throughout the summer and in September, but those were all recorded before we left our Sticks and Bricks home in July and moved into a 35-foot RV, which we've been traveling the United States in. So if you want to find out more about our RV adventures, you can follow me on Instagram at Family Road Ventures, or you can head over to FamilyRoadVentures.com to learn more. The, the good news is that I have adjusted to life on the road, and we're ready to get things back on track. And to do that, I am going to start with an amazing episode today. Today's guest is a global leader and success coach that helps you leverage fear into internal bravery. She's a celebrated public speaker who inspires audiences and helps attendees lead bold and meaningful lives. She's a three-time published author and the executive producer and host of the Brave Files podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, Heather Vickery. Hey, Heather. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Meg. I've been really looking forward to this. Thanks for having me. Me too. I feel like we, it's, I don't know what took me so long to get you. <laughs> to get I know. You. Uh, every once in a while, it's just like, I have such a, such a great network. Um, and I think. I just forget how great of a network I have. So I'm glad to get you on now, even though I feel like you should have been a guest a year ago. That's okay. It's good timing. Maybe you were just waiting for me to publish the right book. Right. <laughs> publish the right book. <laughs> a children's book. So that, and that's what I want to talk about because I bought your first journal. Thank um, you. And I love the, the, getting into that, that gratitude mindset, you know, starting each day with yeah. gratitude. And I know that's what the, the children's book as well as the grown up book is about. And I just want to talk about that whole practice with you. And what is it that sparked this, this gratitude mindset in you that, that inspired you to write the book? Yeah. And I actually do speak to that in all of the books. Uh, as I was going through some major life personal transformations that included 
uh, getting a divorce after a decade of marriage and four kids and coming out, yes, of the closet. And I had a successful business as a, an event and wedding planner, and I kind of burned it all to the ground except for the, the mommying part. I've kept that fully intact uh, and rebuilt my life from the bottom up. And as I was doing that, the one thing that really helped me the most was deeply connecting with gratitude. Sometimes when things feel so bleak, all you can do is look for what's good in the middle of it. Um, or you just spiral out of control. And I wasn't willing to let that happen. So gratitude started to shift things for me. And then I was curious, like, why is this working for me? Does this work for other people? What is this all about? And I started to do a lot of research only to discover that through positive psychology, science has proven that gratitude is the number one way to increase your own happiness and well-being. It decreases stress, anxiety, depression. It even decreases your risk of a heart failure, of a heart attack, which is incredible. And they can show it on an MRI and it's, it's provable, which is, I think, so fantastic. So I started implementing it. I'm a success and leadership coach. Um, I started implementing it with one-on-one coaching or when I was speaking, doing public speaking or leading workshops, even in companies and corporations, I started having them close out all of their sessions with gratitude. You can see a change in the room. You can feel the energy shift. People's shoulders drop, their voice sort of goes down a couple of octaves and they're, they get, they take deeper breaths. You can physically hear and watch a change when somebody steps out of whatever busy rat race their brain is in and focuses instead on gratitude because our minds cannot hold negative and positive thoughts at the same time. That's scientifically proven to be the truth. So your thoughts become things. That's a, that sounds like a, a cliche. You've seen that quote. You've probably seen that meme and you thought, Oh, somebody made this up, but it's true. So you have a choice. Do you want to keep the negative thoughts? It doesn't mean you don't have them. You can thank them for whatever lesson they're trying to give you and usher them out and reframe them with a a lesson or gratitude or a blessing. And when you take it a step further and write it down, then you manifest it and more of it starts to appear. So it worked with clients and I decided to write the first book, which actually um, we also did secretly. I didn't do a big launch for this, but secretly we launched a second edition of the original book for adults because I learned so much by doing Grow Grateful, which is the kids' journal, that mm-hmm. I wanted to update the original book. So as soon as the original adult gratitude journal shift your focus hit the shelves. I had lots of family members, people who had kids coming to me and saying, I want to do this with my kids. I want to build a gratitude practice as a family. Will this book work for that? And it would, but it was really geared towards a working professional. It was written in that way. And Mm -hmm. I have a general, I have a general rule of thumb where if the universe presents something to me three times, I take action on it. It, it. It's telling me something. And so I knew that the kids journal had to be born and I, with the adult journal, I have all sorts of quotes throughout the book by you know, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and you know, famous folks throughout history. So I wanted to quote kids in the, in the new book. And I asked lots of different parents that I know to start having conversations with their kids about what gratitude meant to them, what they thought it was, how it felt, how they expressed it. 
and report back to me and we would pull quotes to put throughout the book, which we did. And it's amazing. But I had so many incredible conversations with parents that I was able to write a couple of new chapters in this book and really shift the way it was created. Uh, And I even added a new question, which is what led to doing a second edition of the adult book. I added the question, how did you express gratitude today? So that we weren't just looking internally, we were also conscious of what we were doing externally. And my hope is that we will sweep the globe with parents who are setting aside intentional time to talk with their kids about what their day is like, what went well, what they're grateful for, what their lessons are, and and build deeper conversation and deeper connection, which will then help everyone in the family be in control of leveling up on their own personal happiness and well-being. We can do that ourselves. Science proves it. And so can our kids. So they can they can have control like that. And you know, I'm a mom of four and I know you have kids. The one thing that the kids seem to want the most is a little control. Right. Right. They want, that's why I'm like, yeah, I don't care what you wear. You can pick what you want for lunch. Like, where can I give them control? And they feel like their lives often are just so far out of their control and deepening a gratitude practice with them, developing it and being really intentional about the time for connection shows them how they can have control over their own happiness and well-being. And I have crazy big goals for this book. I want to sell a thousand books in December, which would mean that a thousand households would be having these powerful intentional conversations. And I'd love to um, read an an excerpt for you, which is really what I'm going. I got to find it. So bear with me because I wasn't prepared to do that. While you're looking for, for that piece to read, Is this a book, because I also have four kids, is this a book that I need to buy four copies of, one for each child, or is it one that I buy one copy of? That's a really great question, and I... I think it's going to depend family to family, but I would, I would like to say every child should have their own because it's their personal space. It's almost like their bedroom, right? Sure. Where, where they can release their own thoughts and have their own experience. So while you, know, whether you sit as a whole family and share gratitude, or if it's just you with each child one-on-one, which I love the idea of, because it's as a busy parent, especially as a parent of so many kids, we don't have a lot of one-on-one time. With, with our children, right. I think. And um, so I, I like the idea very much of, of having them all have their own book. But I think some families, I, I don't want it to be a barrier to entry. If the $16 right. book price makes it so that you can only do one to share for your family, then just get one, right? Don't not do it because I'm saying you should have one for each kid. So I think it's going to be different for each family, but I I would encourage each child to have their own book. And I would encourage each adult to have their own, their own copy of shift your focus because everybody's personal practice is really, really important. Yeah. No, and I can see how you could probably make it work if, if money was an issue where you could buy one book and each kid could have like a notebook, you know, no, yeah, or, <laughs> or a color pen and they can write with their own color pen, you know, oh, yeah. so you can see the differences. Yeah. Um, so here's what, here's what I'm hoping these conversations in households across the globe will do. And this is written in the book. It's pulled directly from the book. Imagine if you will, a generation of adults who have been taught to experience gratitude and gratefulness in their ordinary lives. 
an entire generation of adults that take the time to notice the beauty and gifts that are naturally there, even when things are difficult. Can you envision a generation of adults that freely and joyfully express their gratitude for others? Imagine how this would impact worldviews, communities, families, and overall happiness. This is what I call upon you to build a more grateful and connected world, and we can start today. I love it. Thank you. I love it. And I feel like, I have to admit, I'm so bad with like, I don't know how old your kids are, but I know you've got at least one that's quote unquote older. I have a, my oldest is 12. My oldest is 15. So yeah. Okay. So similar, but it's such a difficult time. It's such a difficult age. And it's, it's painfully obvious to me. And I feel like this is going to sound negative and I don't mean it to, but it's obvious that I've failed to to teach her some of this because now I I see it in her she's choosing negative emotions yeah part of that Meg I have to say is part of it maybe you haven't taught it as well as you wish you had part of it is the natural hormonal reaction to being that age it is brutal I, I had somebody you might be in the same Facebook group with me, but in a Facebook group, I meant said, you know, people discredit how traumatic it is to parent toddlers. And I was like, hold, hold on folks, because teenagers are way harder than toddlers (laughs) and babies. You think you got it rough now, man. You, you, you have to be in the mental game and it is a mental game parenting teenagers. It really is. And I try to remind myself that much of it it, none of it really has anything to do with me unless, unless I react in a way that instigates and causes, you know, how can I set them up for success and set myself up to be patient and kind, which gratitude helps me do. But you're Mm -hmm. right. Building this practice when they're younger is super helpful. And I have a whole chapter. One of my friends asked her 15 year old son what he thought about gratitude. And he was like, you know what? I don't really know because people can tell when you're bullshitting. That was his response. <laughs> if you like say thank you, but you don't mean it, they know you don't mean it. And right. he's totally right yeah. about that. So I wrote an entire chapter in the book about what this means for older kids and how, how they can open up their minds. But here's what I tell adults and I'll tell parents. And you can tell your kids, you don't have to believe me that a daily gratitude practice will shift your life. You just have to do it. Even if you don't believe that it's going to work, but you still do it every day, it will have the desired impact. Which is amazing. Yes. It's totally amazing. But I just love that there's a resource where I feel like I'm going to be able to leverage it towards teaching my 12-year-old how to cope. Because I know she's also 12. She's technically not a teenager yet, which makes me a little bit terrified. (laughs) Just you wait to quote Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> but I know she's going to be able to use to leverage a tool like this. And I also love that with the younger kids, they can kind of learn along with her. Yes. So that hopefully absolutely. it'll lessen the the blow of teenage years once they get there. Yeah. What it what I found, you know, my oldest daughter got all of her father's personality traits and really not very many of mine. And he is a really negative person. It was not a healthy relationship because as you may be able to tell, 
I am a really positive person. And I believe that, that our words matter and our mindset matters and what we resist persists. And um, she recently said to me that she was grateful for the knowledge that she can get herself out of situations mentally that don't feel good. I know I can. I have tools to do that with. So she's like, we call her like a crotchety old man. She hates holidays. She hates everything. And if she (laughs) can use a practice like this to get her out of uh, a moment of anxiety or depression, anybody can. That's amazing. Yeah. And I can, I can like envision her saying that. Or like my daughter, like I can envision, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I can envision it working. Um, Absolutely. And I know it works because I've implemented, you know, this. Exactly. I always yeah. talk about like since, since jumping into the entrepreneurial world, that was a big, the transition for me. And it's been, oh gosh, here we go. Two, three years now, something like that. I'm so bad with time. But um, when I first started, I thought manifesting and all that was all woo woo and wackadoo. Um, but it's, it's not, no, like, it's just not. And I love how you bring the science of it into it because I can't speak to that in the same way that you did. Um, but a lot of the, the vision boards and, you know, the things that I didn't really understand, uh, before I've been implementing them and using them and gratefulness and it, it does work. And I, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast was really from an entrepreneurial standpoint, bringing our kids into business. But part of that is mindset. Like it's not just financials and taxes and business plans. Like the other half is, is mindset. And I don't, that's not my area of expertise. So I don't know how to break that down for my kids. And I love that. That's what, that's what this is doing. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really can't say enough that mindset is everything. It, you know, 80% of life is showing up. And if you show up and you intend to do your best and and do well, you probably will. It, it may not go exactly the way you envisioned it or the way you hoped it would, but it will go. And if you don't show up, nothing will ever happen. So I want I would love to know if you have future plans for where where these books may go like is there anything on the horizon for 2020 yeah that's a great question so locally here i have been hosting gratitude circles pretty regularly um where i help people first who've never had a gratitude practice sort of build one and figure out how to develop one and second those who already have them how to deepen it because you're never there. You can always take it to a new level. So don't think like, oh, I got this gratitude thing in the bag. You can push yourself to, to even more clarity and, and success with it. Um, that may go virtual. We may do some sort of you know mastermind group or something like that. From a business standpoint, I am in the process of scaling my business. And actually, I'm just mm-hmm. finally, finally starting my own fa- business Facebook group, which has taken me forever to do. The time is now. The universe has told me to do it. Um, and then I'm going to be building a group program that 
we can start to, to have lots of touch points with people. And one element of that will be a celebration slash gratitude element because it's tremendously impactful. Uh, as far as with kids go, we'll have to see what the universe brings me on that. I'm not sure, but I do really love it because it combines my passion for kindness and social justice and you know all of it, even the anti-racism work and getting involved actively in your community and politically and all of that. These are all tied into the same things. And, and I, our generation, our young generation, our youth is the key to everything. So we'll have to see yeah. where, the, where that shakes out. And I feel like that's kind of a nice segue. I, I'd love for you to, to tell us a little bit about your podcast because I do love your podcast. I've listened to a ton of episodes. Um, and gosh, just so many powerful stories and now that I feel like I wasn't really prepped to go this way I can't think but there's like there was one story about a, a woman who was shot oh yeah uh, the shot that face, changed my life right yeah Nicole Zinner mm-hmm. man and there's just there were so there's so many inspirational and just what's the word I'm even looking for breathtaking stories so tell me a little bit about your podcast and the motivation for that I just I think you've got so much going on and I want to get it all out. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So the podcast is called The Brave Files and I interview people who have stepped out of fear and into bravery in literally every element of life. My, My business as a success and leadership coach so the podcast is not a, a business podcast, but they're both tied mm-hmm. into the same core values, which is helping other people leverage their fear into intentional bravery. It's what I do professionally. It's what I do for the show. And the show is really um, a passion project. It's a, it's a brand builder for me, for sure. But mostly the goal is to connect with as many people as possible and help them identify small ways where they can intentionally make brave choices. The difference in looking back and going, gosh, I guess that was brave versus knowing that you're taking your fear and using it to do hard things is incredible. When we intentionally choose bravely, we choose bigger. And that means way more success and it's super contagious. So the the show's goal is to help people do that. Now we interview people, their levels of bravery vary vastly. You've got Nicole Zenner, who was almost killed in, um, in a carjacking and chose to learn about the life of her attacker and what had led him to doing that. And she chose love instead of hate. She decided that she was going to give more love because she was left on earth. She didn't die. Why was she there? So that's really an incredible episode. Uh, I love that one. I think, I think it's episode 47. I don't know if that's for sure or not. <laughs> people who have stepped, you know, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of heights, but I've been on a hot air balloon. People who have sat with their child as they died. I had a, a 9-11 first responder, a firefighter from 9-11 oh. uh, on the show, which if you haven't listened to that one yet, you should. It's his story. Everyone in the whole world should, it should be required listening. Um, and his goal in wanting to, he approached me, he asked me to tell this story because he said, if there's anything I learned from 9-11, it's that I want people to live purposefully, 
know what you're doing, know why you're doing it and, and put that purpose into the world. Just, just incredible. I love my, I love, love my podcast so much. I'm so proud of it. I'm so delighted to interview all of these people and then help them find a way to tell their stories and inspire other people and get them excited. Um, I hope everybody goes and listens. I'm so proud of it. And I love the distinction that you made, that it's purposeful bravery. I feel like I've been stuck a little bit on that. Not stuck, but I've just, I want to remember that concept of it's not just like, oops, I lived through something and it was brave. But like you said, being in that situation, and it's very timely for me. Um, I know you can't see me on the podcast, but I'm, I'm in a parking lot outside <laughs> of the Civil Rights Institute in Birmingham where we're very much talking about um, with my kids, you know, talking about the protests and um, it just, that's bravery. You, you know, that so, kind oh, of, yeah. you know, Rosa Parks refusing to move from the bus and you know, there, there's a million examples. I mean, I'm learning about embarrassingly civil rights leaders that I didn't even know about before because I, I'm just ignorant to some of it. Um, but I love that concept of making a, a conscious decision to be brave, just like your the gratitude journals are making a conscious decision to give Absolutely. gratitude. Absolutely. And that's what we're trying to teach people, all people, little people, big people, old people, young people <laughs> to do is to consciously choose it, consciously decide, I want to see the things that are beautiful. I want to find the lessons. I want to be grateful rather than the alternative. You, you first, you decide to do it. Then you start to become aware of all the things around you. So one of the ways that I, I have leveled up and deepened my personal gratitude practice is when I feel stressed or angry or frustrated in a moment, I will stop what I'm doing. I will take two deep breaths and then I will find five things that I can say, see, smell, taste, or hear at that exact moment and be in, say out loud what I'm grateful for in, in those spaces because it's a complete mental rewrite. I feel like we hear things like that. And it sounds like such a good idea. And right now I'm thinking I'm going to try that because I have a tendency, like I'm sure others do, to <laughs> lose their temper. But yeah. how, I mean, how long does it does it take you to actually get that ingrained in you? Because I think that's the tough part is that in those moments, you know, you lose your temper. Rationality is lost. Like that's part Absolutely. of the losing. Um, uh, so yeah. What was that process like? It, it's a slower process. It's a, it's a learned process like any other habit that you're building or like, you know, setting up systems of to how to keep track of your clients. It's the same kind of thing. You just have to do it. And it doesn't mean, I don't do it every time. I try to do it every time, but you can go back. That's the coolest thing about it is it's not like if you, if you don't do it right away, you've missed your opportunity. Um, I lose my temper with my kids. I yell sometimes. What I'm able to do though is be super aware of it. And I apologize a lot and I will go back and I will say, I am so sorry for raising my voice or losing my temper here's what I was frustrated about and here's what I'm going to mm -hmm. do differently. And I'm grateful that you're patient with me. Right. So you can go back 
it's never too late to go back and redirect. And I just, it, it takes a little while to in the moment change it. Uh, just the other day, it was my yesterday or the day before I was in the car and I was stressed and I was running to a client and I had to take my kids, drop them off and my teenager's an asshole and all these things are happening. Sorry, kids, listen, can I say that word? Um, <laughs> and um, like I was just cranky and somebody cut me off of my car and I could just, I could just feel my head about to explode. And I instantly almost transcendentally started going, I'm grateful for a car that runs. I'm grateful it's not snowing. I'm grateful that I get to be a mother to four daughters. Like I just started and my my kids are looking because it was out loud. I feel like it's really important for it to be out loud. And I just started rattling off whatever I could think of to be grateful for in that moment. And I didn't lose my shit. It it just takes practice. And it's so great to hear you say that because it made me realize that I'm, I'm doing it more than I think I am. Yeah. Like we, we were, we were driving and we, we shredded a tire. Like, have you ever seen a tire or car oh, going down the road and their tire like shreds while they're yeah. driving? Well, yeah. the funny, maybe it's not, it's funny now because it happened a long time ago, but we didn't even know. So somebody beeped at us and we were like, why are they beeping at us? How do you not know like, that? I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> we didn't, the car was, it was driving fine. Because it was on our trailer. Wow. Oh, Maybe that okay. matters. Okay. But um, the second person that kind of beeped at us erratically, we were like, oh, maybe we should pull over to see what if something's wrong. Um, and we noticed the tire had shredded. Well, we were so big, they couldn't tow us. We're stuck on the side of the road. And it was like, well, it could have been worse. You know? And it was. Yes. And in that moment, we were talking about, like, all the reasons why you know, it's not, it's not the worst. <laughs> Grandma, we're only an hour from Grandma's. She can come and pick up the kids. She'll be here in, in an hour. Yep. And uh, my husband and I were stuck on the side of the road for three more hours. And we brought out the chairs and we had a snack and we were like, well, at least it's a uh, not raining. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, and so it's like, we go through those, those things. Um, and it, it didn't feel like four hours. You, the, you always have a choice, Meg. You always have a choice about how you're going to show up in a space. And I don't mean to say that sometimes things don't suck because they do. Right. And, and negative thoughts, I think, you know, negative thoughts come in or frustration comes in. I try to encourage people to bring it, acknowledge it, thank it. It's trying to tell you something and then usher it out and choose differently. Um, I'm not a girl wash your face fan. I'm not a like, just get over it and move on. I do think we should feel all of our things. Uh, emotions are important. Life experiences are important. Feel them and identify why they're there for you. And what are your, how are you growing from that? What are your lessons from that? And once you do that, then you're able to say, it's not raining. We're okay. We're safe. Grandma can come pick up the kids, right? All of those things. But you always have right. a choice how you're going to show up in a space. Always. Yeah. Man. All right. Well, it is, we're getting close to that time. So I want to know where, where can people learn more about you, connect with you, 
Gosh, there's going to be so many links in the in these show notes. There will be so many links. But go ahead and like throw a couple things out for us. Thank you. Well, so I'm super easy to find. It's vickeryandco.com. My kids think it's hilarious if you just type in my name, Heather Vickery. They think I'm a celebrity because I pop right up. I, I hate to break <laughs> it to them that it's just SEO, but that's okay. Um, I'm at Vickery and Co. on Instagram and on Facebook. And right now, the book is not out yet. So I invite you to join, um, subscribe to my Grow Grateful mailing list, which this is all we're going to send you is information on, on the gratitude journal. Uh, if you want to opt into the, to my regular newsletter, you'll be invited to, but you don't have to. It's brave.vickeryandco.com forward slash grow grateful and get on that list so that we okay. can share some cool stuff with you and then let you know right away when the book is out. And then um, I'll give you the book link to change that if you want after December 3rd, when the book is released, it will be December 3rd. And then you can just change it, Meg, to the direct link to the book. Um, Mm -hmm. I would love to talk with any of you out there about gratitude, about anything else. So jump on a call with me. If you go to victoryandco.com, you can schedule a virtual coffee date. I invite you all in a conversation. And I really hope you'll listen to the Brave Files podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and anywhere you like podcasts. Uh, go check it out. Subscribe. Probably wherever yeah. you're listening to this podcast, it's you there. can also find. That's correct. Right. It is there. Uh, so please, please go and listen to it because I, I, it'll just put a smile on your face uh, and, and share it with others. So thank you for that. There really is something about listening to those empowering stories, you know, that just gives you a burst of confidence, energy, um, you know, purpose. Like it, it just makes you want to get out there and do whatever it is you got to do yes. when you listen to those, those stories because so they're just amazing. Thank you so much for saying that. I'm so grateful for that. Oh, well, thank, thank you for making the podcast. <laughs> and thank you for joining me on this one. Absolutely. And sharing all the information. I'm definitely going to put all the links out there. Um, and we'll definitely be adding the children's uh, journal, Grow Grateful, to our library. I'd love to include that in part of our you know, homeschooling as we're on the road for the rest of the time that we're traveling. Um, I think it's going to be really great and I'm excited. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I I'm so honored that, that you wanted me to be on the show and to have your, your friendship and your collaboration and everybody. I just, uh, I want you to, if I could give you one thing to do as you walk away from this and, and into the rest of your day is consciously choose to do something that feels a little scary. And it could be anything. So choose bravely and know that you're doing it. And watch the magic unfold. Thank you so much, Heather. This has been amazing. You're very welcome. Thank you so very much for having me. I cannot encourage you enough to check out one or all of Heather's books. They are amazing. These journals are really going to change your life and influence your families. You'll find all of the links mentioned in this week's episode and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash grow grateful. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye now.
us a favor. Share this podcast to a friend. It's like my mom always says: sharing is caring. <laughs>